With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Autosport Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Kalanokas. Today was qualifying for the Portuguese Grand Prix at the Algarve International Circuit near Portimao. And there's a pretty interesting session. Lewis Hamilton rather stunning his teammate Valtteri Bottas, who had topped all three practice sessions and was leading after the first runs in Q3. Both Mercedes drivers took the unusual step to qualify at the end of Q3 on the harder medium tyres. But Lewis Hamilton used it to best effect, had two goes at it, where Valtteri Bottas only had one, a decision he later regretted. Hamilton ends up on pole. Mercedes maintains his unbeaten form in qualifying, as Hamilton and Bottas ended up ahead of Max Verstappen with Charles Leclerc fourth for Ferrari. Now, of course, qualifying is a subject for our latest bite-sized podcast, which, again, we're recording hands-free as we uh, leave the track here at Portimao, head back to our accommodation uh, nearby. I'm joined by Autosports F1 reporter Luke Smith. Luke, how did you enjoy qualifying? Yeah, I thought it was a really, really interesting qualifying session. And I think that I think there were a lot of fears from drivers uh, going into qualifying about sort of how the grip levels would be. Obviously, yesterday's FP2 session was very, very messy. So we weren't really sure of what sort of the pecking order would be. But ultimately, yeah, Mercedes were able to maintain their unbeaten record in qualifying this season. As you said, Alex, it's massively, massively impressive. And a really hugely impressive lap from Lewis Hamilton in the dying embers of the session as well. We sort of saw these two different strategies that the Mercedes drivers went for. Bottas going for just the one run, Hamilton going for two. And it was just nice to see that kind of, uh, I guess, that differentiation, that variation in their approaches. Because Mercedes so often will put, put their drivers on exactly the same strategy. So to see that sort of difference, I thought, was made things a little bit spicier. And, uh, yeah, massive props to Lewis Hamilton on his 97th pole position. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations to Lewis Hamilton. But Valtteri Bottas must be absolutely kicking himself. He really looked, as he has done it several times this season, like he was going to be on top of Hamilton, uh, heading into qualifying, having uh, done really well in uh, all the practice sessions. But 
Hamilton just seemed to seem to find something else as he so often does. What was what was really interesting was I think the Bottas was really kicking himself about that decision not to what mirror what Hamilton was doing and having two runs in uh, in Q3 on the medium tyres right at the end. And the reason he said why he did that was because obviously to have an extra run you have to have more fuel and he was just he just I think just in the moment thought I think I'll be able to get it done with just the one. I won't need to uh, to take the uh, the disadvantage of carrying the extra fuel, but nevertheless, he was left kicking himself. I think it was uh, it was really interesting to hear uh, his response when he was asked in the press conference. You know, just how do you feel? You must be gutted about losing out, having done so well in practice. And he just, all he would say was, which I think, even even in, in that instance, he was he was betraying his true feelings. He was just like, it's very annoying. I think he, I think he really thought he had a, he had Hamilton's number, but uh, but it wasn't to be. And I think. Nevertheless, you know, Mercedes again on top in qualifying. I think they've still got quite an interesting race to come tomorrow. Hamilton's suggesting uh, that he's been told it's definitely going to rain, so that could be something. Uh, other drivers not so sure. Charles Leclerc suggesting it's not going to be cold temperatures like you'd expect uh, with the wet weather. So um, it remains to be seen what will happen with the weather. But uh, but yeah, I think no teams, because of the disruption to FP2, and obviously they've got to get everything together in FP3 this morning, no teams are really 100% sure what the strategy is going to do. I went to uh, Dave Robson, the head of vehicle performance at uh, Williams, went to his uh, online media session after qualifying and he was suggesting that, yeah, there just could be a lot of uh, a lot of variations which we, we don't often see in Formula 1. So, um, so yeah, Luke, what, uh, what kind of race are you uh, hoping for at Portimao tomorrow? I think, yeah, that kind of variety would be quite nice and I think that's something that we thought we'd get at the Nürburgring as well. Obviously, that was a track that everyone hadn't been to with this, with this iteration of cars and not for seven years and then when we had no Friday whatsoever it did really sort of it would have the potential for sort of the drivers and teams to be sort of I guess sort of um, feeling out what the best thing to do with strategy is as the race wears on and uh, adapt to the conditions as they go which makes things very interesting and at the Nürburgring that kind of faded away a little bit because it was uh, quite obvious that uh, everyone was pitting around the same point early on in the race and then obviously switched to the two-stop when the safety car came out hopefully tomorrow though we can see a, a bit of a change there obviously as you said we've got the two Mercedes drivers starting on the mediums for Stappen on softs uh, Charles Leclerc who had a massively impressive qualifying once again really outstripping the performance of that Ferrari to qualify fourth he'll be starting on mediums as well after a really impressive run in Q2 so I think it's going to be very interesting to see just how much he'll be able to keep onto the coattails of the leading three drivers but yeah I think that I think Verstappen and Red Bull will particularly be sort of interested to see what they could do. Verstappen, he hasn't sort of felt too comfortable throughout this weekend. He said today it was like driving on ice out there. The uh, conditions, were, the grip conditions were so, so difficult. He actually set his fastest time in Q1 of all the sessions, uh, believe it or not. And uh, I think that really just showed how unpredictable and how difficult it is for the drivers out there in terms of getting their tyres in the right window. So I think hopefully if we can see that kind of challenge in the race tomorrow as well, I think it could uh, hopefully open up some strategy options. Uh, but uh, maybe be a little bit sceptical going in just because after what happened at the Nürburgring it was all ended up being fairly straightforward in the end. Yeah, it was interesting uh, speaking to Hamilton in the press conference afterwards. He uh, he pointed out that you know there is such low grip that if there's a safety car or anything, uh, you might have a, might have a few complaints about the pace it was going at after what happened at the Nürburgring. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's interesting what you say, Luke. About yeah, times didn't didn't sort of progress as you normally expect when it came to the Q3. Obviously, the track conditions just so so different from what the teams normally face on the sort of regular circuits that Formula One visits. Um, that you know that and that was the reason why Mercedes ended up going uh, with the medium tyres at the end. But I think think also I think a really 
overlooked uh, elements of what happened at the end of qualifying was basically the wind picked up and it's been changing around quite a bit all weekend and that is uh, that is catching out the, the the teams and the drivers a little bit uh, and, and an interesting element that, uh, that 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 Dave Robson at Williams as I mentioned earlier um, he suggested was that it could be the, the the elevation changes the massive elevation changes that the Portimao circuit has got obviously that just exposes different parts of the car to the wind but yeah Luke what did you what do you think uh, Max Verstappen's chances tomorrow because yeah as I said Hamilton uh, I asked him about starting on the mediums and uh, he was saying well they take a while a few laps to warm up as we saw in, in qualifying with the extra warm up laps they were having to do on the yellow walled rubber Verstappen will start on the softs interesting that Red Bull he said just quite early committed to the softs didn't, didn't bother going through the mediums which as you say Charles Leclerc also got through on so there was clearly some, some pace to be found in them in terms of you know, getting through Q2 and escaping, escaping that part but yeah, Verstappen got a chance at the start, but do you think he can hold on to the Mercedes in the race? Uh, realistically, no, I don't think so. I think Mercedes sort of still look uh, pretty strong from, from what we've seen. I think Verstappen, what he's been saying about how much he's been struggling for grip this weekend, he, uh, Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas sort of have both spoken about the challenges they've had. But Verstappen has really been the most vocal, saying, as I said earlier, that he feels like he's driving on ice out there, that he's really not enjoying it. He's finding it very, very difficult. And uh, even through qualifying, he wasn't really sort of a, a front runner right the way through. It was only sort of at the end of Q3 that he, he really uh, did pop up there with the two Mercedes drivers. So I think it's, um, yeah, I would be surprised to see him sort of have much of a, a, a too much of a shout in the race. I think starting on the softs, I think obviously he will have that early advantage. But as long as the Mercedes can sort of keep him at bay through the through the opening stages of the race I think they'll probably be in good shape uh, I think that a lot of drivers and a lot of teams are were sort of looking at the medium as being the favourable race tyre we even saw that to the extent that uh, Sebastian Vettel and Ferrari they didn't even go near the softs in Q2 and Vettel ended up 15th like he was right down the order because they were that committed to getting him through on mediums so I would be surprised to see any of the drivers starting outside the top 10 starting on the soft tyre I think mediums probably do look to be the way to go and uh, yeah but as, as I said earlier it'd be quite interesting to see sort of how the drivers uh, adapt to the conditions as they move and hopefully we get a little bit of rain to maybe spice things up as well well, now you've said that, Luke, it definitely won't happen because that's just the way it goes in Formula 1. Although I predict it will rain about mm, an hour after the race is finished because, again, that's just what happens in Formula 1. Uh, but, yeah, you, you mentioned uh, Sebastian Vettel qualifying well down in 15th, but Leclerc, an absolute star in 4th. What was the difference between the Ferrari drivers today? It's just been a season-long thing, really, hasn't it? Sebastian Vettel, he spoke after qualifying and he was asked about that gap to Leclerc and he said that, basically, Leclerc is in a different league right now. He said that he can't compete with him and he's just getting so much more out of the Ferrari car. Leclerc, I mean, he was really, really happy with his lap. He did uh, a segment on Sky Sports after qualifying, sort of talking through his lap and uh, he, you could just, you can hear it in his voice. Like He is just really sort of happy and content with what he pulled out and I think that to be punching so far above his weight as he has been through out this season to be I mean he's got two podiums under his belt which Ferrari really don't, don't deserve by any means and uh, this is the second race in a row that he's managed to qualify fourth which is mightily impressive really uh, Ferrari they I mean God, they really should be sort of thinking that getting to Q3 alone is like a big achievement but Leclerc is consistently doing that and really punching way up the order beating the McLarens beating the Renaults beating the racing points and even Alex Albon in the sister Red Bulls so yeah hugely impressive display from him for Vettel I believe believe that's the eighth consecutive race he's failed to make it through to q3 uh silverstone 
the British Grand Prix was the last time he made it through. In that time, he's had seven Q2 exits, and obviously that Q1 exit at Monza. So it's uh, not been a happy time for him in qualifying recently. But Leclerc, I think you can't take anything away from him, and just the, the groove he's in right now is really impressive. He said he's more optimistic about Ferrari's chances in the race than the Nürburgring. He said that it was the cold conditions uh, in Germany that really didn't play to their favour and caused a lot of tyre graining. So he's quite hopeful they can maybe be in slightly better shape for tomorrow. And I think it would be great to see him sort of at the front of that midfield fight. Well, Luke, let's end this podcast by talking once again about another driver that we have talked about a lot on Saturdays in 2020, and that's George Russell. Obviously, a lot of speculation about his future at this event uh, because uh, the, you know, the rumours that Sergio, that Williams is looking to replace him with Sergio Perez for 2021, despite the fact that it already, before it was taken over by the new owners, it already confirmed that Russell and Latifi would stay on next year. Um, yeah, seven times he's made it out of Q1, which is very impressive considering Williams didn't do that at all uh, in 2019. So what's your view on Russell's performance today? Yeah, it was another mega, mega display. We saw sort of hooking up this final lap and just pulling everything out of the bag and eventually made it through by over a quarter of a second, uh, dumping out Kimi Raikkonen in the process. And I think we've seen it with George Russell and his teammate Nicholas Latifi throughout this season. that They've been quite evenly matched through the early part of Q1, but then just in the final embers of the session, Russell will be able to pull it out of the bag and just produce this mega, mega lap. And we heard him over the radio saying, sort of like, oh, come on, tell me she's good, tell me she's good. And the team were like, yeah, it's a good one. And it was just great to hear that reaction. And I think real, real positivity because it's been, as you said, there has been this speculation, I think, all weekend about his future and will he be with Williams next year. And then to go and make you 2 and out-qualify Sebastian Vettel in a Ferrari, if you'd have said that, that 12 months ago, I mean, you'd been laughed out the room. So a mega, mega performance by him once again. That takes his streak over his teammates in Formula 1 uh, to 33 nil in, in qualifying which is just astounding and as much as Fernando Alonso may vaunt about his previous qualifying records against teammates I think George Russell has uh, really set a new gold standard for that and uh, it's just another statement of why he sort of should be on the F1 grid next year and it's something that uh, I spoke to uh, Toto Wolff and Esteban Ocon about uh, after qualifying and uh, Toto was in a, a fairly sort of chipper mood he was fairly upbeat as I tell you would be after seeing your drivers lock out the front row of the grid uh, but with regards to George he said that he said yesterday that it is out of Mercedes' hands, that it's purely up to Williams what they do. He doesn't know the financial reality that they are facing. I asked Toto Wolf what would happen, basically, uh, were George Russell not to be on the F1 grid next year. And he said, we put him through a sensational testing program. Uh, we get him ready for a 2022 blast. Uh, where, I don't know whether he meant with Mercedes or with another team, but definitely on the F1 grid. And uh, he seemed sort of fairly fairly relaxed about things, which was nice. And uh, obviously, Esteban Ocon, he was in a very similar position to George Russell in 2018, where he appeared to have his future sorted. He thought he was going to get a Renault F1 seat for 2019. And then Daniel Ricciardo, obviously, made that shock switch across and that really left Ocon sort of slipping through the cracks in the driving market and ultimately without a seat for last year and in a reserve role with Mercedes and obviously it was only this year that he was able to make a full-time comeback and I think that Ocon like he said that it wouldn't be justified to see Russell not be on the grid that ultimately he is someone who deserves to see who's proving that and uh, but he said F1 can be cruel it can be like that sometimes where the drivers who deserve a place on the grid just don't get it and I think that the more we sort of talk about the driver market for next year and the more speculation that goes on I think it's it's worrying for George Russell certainly and I think a lot of it does 
really hinge on what Sergio Perez does, uh, whether Red Bull, who have now said that if they were to drop Alex Albon, they would look outside their own driver pool, whether he could end up there, whether Red Bull would favour Nico Hülkenberg instead, uh, and just what they do. I, I don't know. But I think that's going to be a really interesting story to look at moving forward. Regardless, though, George Russell, again, absolutely proving his, his sort of future star status and uh, just another mega qualifying performance from the young Brit. Absolutely. Well, it was, again, interesting speaking to Williams this evening because Russell's been so good in qualifying and the, the car just seems to naturally come back a little bit in the race. It's not as good compared to the Alfa Romeo and the Haas uh, at the back of the field in, in terms of race pace. And Williams is a little bit confused about that. And it's openly saying now, Dave Robson was sort of agreeing with the point that, yeah, it could just be that Russell is doing the cliche, outperforming the car and in the race because he just hasn't got that quite that experience, that, that edge, you know, the thing that makes Lewis Hamilton so good. In, when it comes to managing the tyres over a race, you can get get obviously Russell can get uh, everything out of them in terms of life and performance in qualifying, but he, maybe he's just not quite as good in the race, and the car probably not helping that either. But Williams freely admitting it doesn't quite know, still still doesn't know. He's been investigating it all season long, and that keeps happening. Uh, but anyway, we should uh, we should wrap this podcast up because it's supposed to be a bite-sized one, and we are approaching the bouncier bit of our journey because there's lots of speed bumps in the town near where we're staying. So. Luke, thank you very much for joining me tonight, and thanks to everybody listening along. Now, just before we go, we'd like to remind you that the latest issue of Autosport magazine came out on Thursday and is available in the supermarket shelves and in newsagents, as well as on the doormats of subscribers. There'll be a new issue of the magazine for you to pick up every Thursday, packed full of news, analysis, and the usual stunning photography. And of course, if you want to follow Autosport from the comfort of your home, visit autosport.com slash plus to find out how to subscribe to my digital fat package. We'll be back soon with another episode of the Autosport Podcast. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.